It's not Tuesday, and it sure the fuck ain't Thursday. It's me, Wednesday Westwood, and you are listening to Grizzly Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel, and it is not possible for a man to be elegant without a touch of femininity. I'm Robert, and the gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims, especially Sarah Miller. That's the name of the girl, the last female I had sex with. Another another story. Another (laughs) story. (laughs) And we're here with Wednesday Westwood. How are you, Wednesday? Hi, I'm fabulous. Great. (laughs) Tell us about Sarah Miller. (laughs) <laughs> oh god now that we said her name i can't <laughs> oh fuck really <laughs> i mean there's a lot of so sarah millers but I, all i will say is that um there was a straight man at stake that i could have slept with and i ended up sleeping with her oops oh, and now we're good friends and now we're good friends wow work <laughs> well shout yeah. out to you sarah miller right, that's like a yeah. sacrifice to the gods straight right? man or sarah miller sarah is she miller. gonna be mortified that we're saying her name I don't think so. I think she'll be good. <laughs> Even though she did, like, for when we we started being friends and I started, like, introducing her to people as, oh, hey, this is the girl I had sex with. And she, she started getting annoyed of that. But <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, I sort of wish I was still friends with the one girl I've had sex with so that I could do that to her. Right. Oh, my God. <gasps> She's so lucky. Um. <laughs> something, like, something like that. Or she was lucky. Yes. There you You're go. You're both lucky. Oh, yeah. Ooh. The banister okay. is lucky. Um, <laughs> Shut <so>. up. <laughs> we didn't do Rocky Horror this year. Did you do Rocky Horror this year, Wednesday? Like, no, you but you, no, but you know who is doing it right here in Rochester, where I'm from and live, Ooh. is uh, Kasha, Kasha Davis. What? Yes. Yeah, I was supposed to see it the other night, but I was exhausted because I did a drag brunch. And, oh, so how did I not know about it's that? Still ru- it's still running, so hope- I'm going to go see it before it ends for sure. That photo, the the profile, she has like a profile. Or yeah. Maybe it's just one side of her face, but it looks amazing. Like, yeah. You need and to see it. I need to go it just, look. It's so exciting to see her. I mean, not that I've seen the show yet, but just the idea of her doing Rocky. It's just like out of her element. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's oh, like totally. in her element, but out of it at the same time. Oh, yeah. And she, she, she's so, so far, she said she's like been having a blast doing it. So oh, I'm really excited amazing. to see it. That's yeah. great. And yeah. that's at Blackfriars Theater here in Rochester, New York. <laughs> Tickets still available. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So what are you up to? How, what, what, what you been doing? <laughs> well, I just got, you know, like the, so many of us, I just got off a big Halloween bender. 
mm-hmm. basically basically for the whole month of October. And uh, I actually started getting ready for I was like so ready for Halloween this year. I started getting ready in August. Oh, my God. And I, yes. And I like prepared like two brand new several looks, but two solid brand new looks and two new numbers that I plan on doing all of October. So October was actually like easy and fun because I just did like the same two numbers in different cities throughout the mm-hmm. whole month. And it was wow. awesome. That's why I'm going to do Halloween every year now. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. a great idea. Busy. Yeah. You know, because I feel like it's, uh, I mean, a, a lot of drag queens seem like they enjoy Halloween, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you're out in drag in October, it's like, oh, you know, like it's, it's Halloween. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but I like that you're like approaching it from this, uh, very like professional perspective, you know, yeah, where, where it's, it's like, it's a new leaf I'm turning over. Right. <laughs> Trying that, that hat out. Yeah. Um, where you're, you're just, you know, having a, a Halloween arsenal in place. And, yes, yes. you know, so that when you do get booked for all those gigs, it's like easy peasy. Yeah. That's, I yeah. Like and it, it was, yeah, so I'm like definitely doing that next year for sure. What um what were the the two looks and like numbers that you did for Halloween season? Um, one of them was um I discovered I, I I hate to admit it was I was so late discovering it, but was the summer I discovered Dead or Alive's song called Something in My House. Do you know that one? No. It's so fucking good. And it's like he like says the word Halloween and I'm like, Oh my god, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Wow. Uh, so I did that song spliced with some dialogue from like The Exorcist, Ooh. Um, and and um, um, oh my god, I should not be forgetting the title of this movie. Um, the one you know, it's um, the calls are coming from inside the house. That movie. Oh, um, when a stranger calls. When yes, a stranger, stranger calls. calls. Yeah. Yes, had some of that in there too. Um, and the look was like really like it took me forever because I did this bathing suit covered in like these like cutouts to form this like monster face with and it had a lot of stones on it and the tongue like the, where the where the quote-unquote boobs are are like these eyeballs and like this big snarly mouth with the tongue coming out of it that wrapped around to the back of the oh outfit oh my god oh my god that sounds so it was cool. fun it ended up looking like oblina from o- real monsters but that was not my intention oh i love it <laughs> yeah and then I had a like had like a, a dressing gown, like a really roughly eggplant colored dressing gown that went around it that mm-hmm. came off during the number. Oh, oh so exciting. she's a reveal. I love yeah, that. Yeah, she was a, re- a reveal. Yeah. Um and then the other number was um there's this band called In This Moment that I've been listening to since like like MySpace days. Uh-huh. So they're like a metal metal band with a female singer. Yeah. And they have a song called Werewolf. And I no, Big Bad Wolf, that's what it's called. And I did uh I did that and I did this whole like all white really tattered like tassely uh look for that and that was a lot of fun wow oh, that's yeah so those really are the two cool. numbers i did all month <laughs> wow yeah. um i re- i remember talking to you about uh in this moment because you did their cover of call me oh that's right yeah uh, Bushwick. yeah or yep, Bushwick. yep yes wow. i love them they're very they're very good for um drag queens i think because she's like practically a drag queen which i think i mentioned mm-hmm. yeah. At Bushwick. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that sounds really cool. I like that—the idea of like preparing these numbers in advance and like having all these references. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it saves on headaches, especially because I'm usually I'm usually doing everything last minute, like <laughs> a couple hours before the sh- not a couple hours, but like the night before the show. Yeah. You know, so it was it was nice. It made October very easy and fun cool. and stress free. <laughs> Were you always really big into Halloween, like even as a child? Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I actually had this memory of. <laughs> Um, 
uh, I was a witch one year, like many a gay young boy, you know, uh-huh. like like a toddler, not toddler, but, you know, very young. Uh-huh. And my mom wanted me to wear the witch nose. I'm like, I don't want to wear it. I, refi- I threw it in the garbage because it was too ugly. I wanted to be uh-huh. a pretty witch. <laughs> I threw a whole fit about it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm so, when I hear stories of other queer kids who are like, oh, I was a witch for Halloween as a child. I'm like, mm-hmm. no fucking fair. The closest <laughs> I came is one year I dressed as Ghostface. And I was like, ooh, this little skirt I'm wearing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, what is, what is Goatface? Ghostface? Go- <laughs> Ghostface from Scream. Um, oh, yeah. okay. So I was like, you... I felt like I was wearing a little skirt on the bottom. Uh, right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it was like a cloak. Yeah, exactly. So, did your parents not let you, or did you were just not brave enough to? I wasn't brave. I never even okay. thought to ask. And like, yeah. you know, uh, when Judy Darling was the other one who told us, she was like, "I I found a way around it by dressing up as the Wicked Witch of the West." So she was like, "I've been doing drag since I was a child," mm-hmm. and it's like, right, you know, I wish I'd, I wish I'd. That's a great that. workaround. <laughs> I was a clown for several years because my mother oh, would just right. like sew me these costumes, and oh. I then I grew up having a fear of clowns. Um, <laughs> and then I was just a wizard, or like my version of that for a long a wizard, time. Right, yeah, because yeah. I used to like yeah. I would have like a little velvet cape, and okay. I love a cape, and so that was it. I'd Who have doesn't? like. I didn't care. It was like street clothes with like a cape and a wand, and I was perfectly happy. You were a young Liberace. I yes, yeah, <laughs> practically. Um, oh my god! <laughs> you know, one but... year, one year, and like you know, like high school time, probably mm-hmm. late late middle school, maybe. I it was so so not PC at all. I hesitant hesitant to even say it, but it was one of the few times I was a female character, uh-huh. and I was a um how do i say this now a mentally disabled female <laughs> oh female drag queen like a drag actually mentally disabled drag queen it was terrible but no one said anything back then but I, I, it was terrible <laughs> well yeah it's, yeah it was bad. It's wait was good it was it, it now, a specific yeah. drag queen or was this your own no, invention this is like before like i even knew any drag queens oh at all, really wow. yeah yeah wow yeah it was bad um so <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I'm going to the bad place. Terrible. Yeah, um, with me. With yeah, me. We're we're all gonna be we'll there. Hold, we'll hold hands. While we're right. There. We'll just go while very go. very slowly in. And oh my god, I don't know why I enjoyed that so much. That's so terrible. <laughs> uh, so did you grow up in the Rochester area? No, I did not. Um, I actually moved to Rochester in like summer of 2009, I believe. And oh, okay. bef- but I grew up in Jefferson County, Watertown area, which is like way up north and awful. <laughs> that's terrible. in upstate New York. Or that's New yes. York still. That's yeah. actually that's actually upstate. Like a lot of people that live in New York City are like, I'm gonna go upstate and they're going to Albany. But like, no, I'm from literally upstate New York. Right. Like, oh my god. How like Canada's like forty five minutes north of me. Were you further than Oswego? Yes. <gasps> Shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember going to visit SUNY Oswego, and I was like, "This is a barren place." Like, <laughs> did you did you cross into the border of Oswego and get instantly just were drunk? <laughs> right though, <laughs> they no. party. They, that college is. Oh my god! Partying. No, I think I was like fifteen, so they, it was like those college visits. But that was the mm-hmm. one college. I don't know why they picked that college for us to be the um like the sleepover. And I just remember we each got like 
paired off with a student and I like slept in the top bunk of like a college dorm. And I, oh. you know, this little gay teenager showed up with like my garment bag and my toiletry bag. And I was like, I need to go shower. And they're like here. And I was like, oh no, it's all like, no, no. It was a very, um, yeah, you wouldn't right. have lasted. No, you would not no. have lasted. But, but the thing is, Oswego is at the, as you, just said about being drunk like it yeah. it's such it is literally a party school that's all they do mm-hmm. yep. like so i went to i went to like seven parties that night just like accompanying wow. my uh my like men my mentor <laughs> wait who'd you who'd you go there with um my high school like oh, we just yeah like they, a field trip. yeah it was like a like a you know like a, a like college visit trip and um wow. and they just paired us off with like students and you know the like all of us who were like you know like we're gonna find out what what the course load is like <laughs> and no no we were all yeah. exhausted the next morning and our mentors were hungover so they didn't show up to uh oh my god to yep. like the program but uh, you're further than Oswego which means that is yeah. truly truly mm-hmm. upstate that's insane and then from like eighth grade in my senior year i went to the, this uh school called sackets harbor central school okay and that's like right on lake ontario and um my grad my whole school was k through 12 so my graduating class was like 40 something oh, wow. and i was definitely the only uh the only gay there <laughs> wow yeah is so it... i ended up like what's that go ahead no i was gonna say is it too cold for them to to grow <laughs> <laughs> no no not that cold <laughs> just just let us know but um yeah i was so like as soon as i was 18 i'm like i'm getting the, the hell out of here and not not living here ever again wow what was there yeah. what was there to do for fun in watertown well i got some fun stories <laughs> with that but we'll touch yeah. on that later in a minute um uh not much and like i actually ended up making friends with like a lot of kids like that were didn't go to my school but they went to surrounding schools mm-hmm and thank God, around like around sixteen, I discovered uh, like I got into punk rock and like the local punk scene. Uh, so like that was my first like first like instance of finding any form of my own tribe. Oh okay. Yeah. So like and like the punk scene is like where I was able to like be my gay self and totally feel comfortable and like you know just be me. That's that's actually the fir- the first time I went out in public technically. And I guess you could call it drag as it was like at like a Halloween punk show. And I went and quote unquote drag. Were you seeing, were you seeing drag queens in the punk scene? Like what, um, what gave you the confidence to do that? (laughs) Just cause everything, everyone was so cool and like, didn't give a shit that I was gay. That's awesome. Yeah. In fact that, I mean, I think they thought it was cool. All these, you know, I actually had my first kiss at this like dive bar called shooties and it was at a punk show yeah, it was at a punk show, and uh, somebody had told me, like, oh, my friend, I have this friend that's gay. And he was in the military, because where I'm from, water, like, the Watertown area is right on, this where Fort Drum is, a military base. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. And um, he was definitely older than me, and I just, I had no game, so I just walked up to this guy and just started making out with him awkwardly, <laughs> without saying a word. Oh, my God. L- luckily, he was, yeah, luckily he was drunk, so... Yeah, that was a thing. Wow. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, that. it's it's so funny how when we were younger and we wanted to communicate to this other person, like, hey, I kind of want to kiss you, but I'm wondering if that's okay. And like, yeah. just the way <laughs> the way it would just, then like, you just, just make it happen. Yeah. Then you just walk up and shove their tongue in your, their mouth. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I still it, do that. It, Honestly, I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they don't get the message that way. Right. You know. <laughs> um, True. 
Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, it was it was gross up in. Uh, I mean, for the most part, gross up in Watertown. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Not much there. So mm-hmm. punk was a big um, a big inspiration in your drag. Were there any other elements? That, Absolutely that you pulled from. Yeah, I was like, um, I went through like I started realizing I was like or embracing my artistic side in like around ninth grade, and I got really into like. For lack of better terms, I got into like, you know, the like darker things like Tim Burton. And like there's mm-hmm. this there was this comic book called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And I really got it's the same guy that created the show Invader Zim. Oh, I've that. heard of I love Invader Zim. Yeah, uh. so good. Such a good show. Oh, I miss that. But show. I was like all into, into all that stuff. Wow. And so like that had a big impact, like especially Tim Burton. He had a huge impact on me and to this day even, you know. And so aside from going out that one night in a, a, a kind of form of drag what you know what um what led you from like punk rock and like the darker side of things and comics and all of that to then kind of like full bone full blown but full blown drag full blown drag <laughs> it was very gradual um there was i remember right after high school i graduated from high school when i failed but i went to summer school but that's besides the point um after high school after my final year in high school i uh there was a drag show at the local gay bar called clueless um and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go dressed up and like it was like this um androgynous kind of not drag but kind of drag like i had like some awful weave in my hair (laughs) like emo kind of like extensions and some like terrible makeup and fake eyelashes and like fake nails that were like fresh from the package and like just clear. And I didn't realize you had to paint them kind of oh. nails. So I wore, you know, and I went out. That was like the first time, the first, first time I did anything super. Oh, besides the punk show. Wow. And how'd that, but, uh, how'd that work out? It was fun. I looked terrible, but like I was, <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I actually met a boyfriend that night. He ended up being my boyfriend for a year and a half. <laughs> work. Total scumbag, but you just have good luck, obviously. Like from from mm. the from the beginning, you know, like that so. just seemed to work for you. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that's actually where I, I I think would be technically I saw my first drag queen, oh. and her name was Nikki Fenmore from Syracuse. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, she passed away like last year. Oh no. Yeah, um, but then after that, it wasn't until like I moved to Rochester and started doing my own thing, and mm-hmm. I started dabbling in uh, special effects makeup art. Mm-hmm. And I was doing like zombie stuff and like creepy, scary stuff. And then I dabble in uh, like f- more feminine looks. I'm like, oh, she kind of cute. She kind of <laughs> cute. Maybe I should maybe I should do more of this. And then yeah. eventually, I, I worked in. Oh, go go ahead. No, you're nope. like, Please continue. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then like between my two years of college, I worked at this club called Red Light Lounge in Syracuse, and that was actually owned by a drag queen. And I they had an amateur drag night, and I decided to do it and. That's when I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, she's cute. So when you started working at the bar, that was when that was like around that time is when you started meeting other drag queens, basically. Yes, yes, totally. I was like 19. I was a bar back there. And what was there? How did they receive you? Like, what was it like working with them? It was great. Um, and I got to like that's the first memory of like seeing a drag queen that had a actual impact on me. Mm-hmm. Her name was Nina Christian, and she was a very, very large woman. And she like, like she sat when she performed, she sat on a stool on stage, but she was so good at her lip syncing that she didn't have to move because she moved, she moved the entire room by just sitting there on the stool. Yeah. Oh, that, that's and I'll, a gift. I'll, 
I'll never forget that. That that's really really amazing because it just proves that you know it's not all about like flips and dips and death drops. Absolutely, and, you yeah. know, like cooter slams. Like you can yeah. just be very, I, I guess, kind of like traditional about the whole thing, you know, yeah. and just do a really good lip sync. I think that that is really, um, it's like at the heart of drag. You know, it's it's just doing your job well. Um, And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously she did because, you know, you're still talking about her all this time later. Um, What? So in in the process of doing special effects makeup and kind of wanting to make it more feminine, how did you come to develop what has become your like iconic like Wednesday Westwood face? Because nobody else looks like you and you don't look like anybody else. Awesome. Perfect. That's what I aim for. <laughs> That's what I aim for. It's working. It is. It's like graphic and clean and just, but very impactful at the same time. Yeah. You know, how, how did yeah. all that, how, how did she come about? Exactly? I think it's a l- many factors. And I think one huge factor is the fact that I've always, um, I've always been an artist in some form or mm-hmm. some sense, you know, like um, I've always, uh, you know, drew and painted and done that stuff like in in high school i was um i flunked like every year of high school because i was busy doodling in my notes instead of taking notes you know <laughs> yeah and i took like every art class available to me which wasn't many because it was a small school mm-hmm. um yeah, and then i went to school for uh to college for illustration okay and like that's where i really learned a lot about you know drawing and painting and um also i would i've been i was a tattooer for four years uh, and yes Yes, and I still tattoo, but just not as frequently. And I don't work in a shop at the moment. Mm-hmm. I've, um, it's so funny that you say that because I was just thinking. I wonder if you do tattoos. <laughs> I don't really. Know why. Yes, I really. Was literally, oh, right before you said it, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I spent like a lot of my like my my main focus. Actually, actually, I started doing drag in Rochester, and then I like put it in the back burner to start tattooing. And then I did that for like four years, like full force, and then. That drag bug kept creeping around. I kept telling it, no, no, no. And then <laughs> eventually I'm just like, okay, fuck it. You know, this is what I really want to do. And I, I, I left the shop I was working at to do drag full time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, it, so are I there think things that get in the way, which, like for the, the two existing at the same time, I guess. Oh my God. Absolutely. Um, Cause with, I mean, I think with any craft to do it and do it well, you have to basically, you know, give 110% and allow yourself to get obsessed with it. So when I was tattooing, I was like, that's all I cared about. That's all I was about. I was always drawing, always coming up with new designs. And just all that was on my mind was tattoos, tattooing Mm -hmm. and drawing and painting. And um, in order for me to do drag at the level I was aiming to do it, I had to, I had to make it, I had to like cut the cord with one. I had to do either or, Mm -hmm. you know, if I, especially if I'm doing drag, I can't do tattooing full force where I want to. Because yeah. both both are so, you know, they require so much of your creative energy that you it just you can't do both at 110 percent at the same time. It's just possible, I think, for me, at least. That you makes to- that makes so much sense. I, I mean, I, yeah. I would imagine that drawing th- this like beautiful image permanently on someone's body is, a, is very it's high stakes and it is yeah. probably very consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, it absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a break. Uh, but okay. when we come back, we're going to continue talking about how you went from tattooing to drag. Um, and we also want to know about your new water fountain. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> so stick okay. around. We'll be right back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back. And it's time to talk about your water fountain. <laughs> My water fountain. Well, it turns out it's, um, uh, it's not a water fountain. <laughs> Whoopsies. Whoopsies. Well, of course, what we're talking about was my brand new bidet. Congratulations. Welcome to the you, dark side. Thank you. It's been on. <laughs> yes. Or, or the lighter not dark side. Anymore. It's lighter. It's lighter. Than <laughs> theater, <so yeah. laughs> actually, it actually just filled my toilet bowl with bleach. So now it's whitening my anus as well. So it's very much lighter now. Ooh. <laughs> no. It's going to glow. <laughs> Yes. In the dark. Um, <laughs> um, I, that's been on my Amazon wish list for like no no joke like a year. And I finally you... was like, I, I'll finally spend the $35 and get it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the one that because we so we've had like four since we started. Oh, boy. We started riding the bidet train. As that's either for two. Re- there's two reasons you went through that many. <laughs> either okay. A, they're cheap. Or B, you need to change your diet or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm picky. Yes and yes. I'm literally, I was oh. like, I'm like, I don't so like they, they don't all break down from overuse. No, no. I was oh, okay. just like, this one looks too bulky. And then I was like, the toilet seat slips around. And finally oh. I was like, wait, you can buy a toilet seat with one built in. And I was like, what? thank you. Yeah. It's just the whole damn thing so that you're not like, you know, dealing with like, leveling and all that bullshit and so we got yeah i mean i mean honestly the only reason we got a bidet was because we were inspired by lucy's stool from chicago oh my god that's why i got mine right you see she's responsible she is wow that's crazy yeah i stayed at her place um when i was doing a chicago gig and she had a she had the same one i'm like i have to get this yeah I I get so sad whenever i go anywhere and i have to you know go in public because i'm like I don't have my bidet. <laughs> right. It really makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. Um when you have to wipe it analog. Wipe it analog. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels uh, like though. It's absolutely that. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm I'm writing a letter on stationery. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I'm just excited because now I can start buying like light colored underwear. <laughs> <laughs> no more skid marks. <laughs> Skids be gone. That's the best. Ah, uh, yes. Um yes. well the, the uh, the reason it made us laugh so much is because you were just having so much fun with your new water fountain. <laughs> but that has happened to me so on several occasions, just trying to install one because I always oh. forget to turn off the water when I'm yeah, installing they, they, the bidet. It specifically said in the structure to make sure you turn the water valve to this way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I had I had a pretty easy time installing it, but um, my my toilet is making like this is trickling now, so I got to figure that out. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a, a another cute thing was the other day. Um, I removed the you know since it's a whole seat, you can also remove it to clean it, like when you're cleaning your toilet. Right. And I removed it, and I moved something like slightly, and all of a sudden there was a leak happening out Ooh, of one of the yeah. things. So. Um, very delicate, but like great, like 
I'm I'm happy <laughs> to be alive in a time where we can buy a fucking water fountain that shoots directly into my asshole like that. I'm just Absolutely. so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. God bless. God we're, bless. Yeah, we're all about class on Grizzly Kiki, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's true. It, I think it's just good, good advice, good hygiene, you know. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Blasting buttholes and Halloween costumes based off the mentally ill. Yeah. Yes. All yeah. all very um, relevant, award winning, mm-hmm. yeah, combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, before our break, we were talking about how you went from tattooing to doing drag full time. Yes. Um, was there any, like, were there any uh, fears that came up when you were making that transition? Absolutely. Um, and how'd you deal? Well, a big one was, you know, like. How am I going to make money? Can I actually, if I could fully commit to drag, am I going to make any money? How am I going to survive? You know, that was a huge one. Yeah. Um, and especially since like all the work I put into tattooing, like if you, if you, you know, learn how to tattoo, typically you're going to go through an apprenticeship. And if you have a good apprenticeship, your apprenticeship is going to suck getting through that. Cause um, you're basically like the shop bitch. You get treated like garbage and you have to do all this like grunt work, you know, like, scrubbing cleaning you know the shop bitch right um there's that and then plus just all the you know all the other hard work i put into Mm -hmm. you know getting into tattooing i felt kind of felt like am i throwing this away should i like you know can i get back into it Mm -hmm. um that was a huge thing do you ever think about getting back into it or like do people ever come to you to draw something for them well the the thing is i actually have been tattooing i have um i have this uh like private studio just for like friends and family and existing clients but that's like really like every now and then right so i still get to do that Mm -hmm. um but actually for these winter months and uh here in rochester i'm going to be probably doing part-time at the older shop i used to work at um because i i've discovered that i have a whole new like um kind of like potential clientele through doing drag because people know me as wednesday know that i do tattoos and my policy is like, I'm not going to tattoo new people because it's not in a shop. It could be a liability kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So I want to be able to tattoo all these new people I've met and that know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so. so exciting. Yeah. So I just do part-time here and there for mm-hmm. the winter because it's it can be kind of quiet here in Rochester in the winter. So just, you know, make some extra dough. Wow. So have yeah. you have you tattooed like a, a fan yet? Yeah. Yeah. And I was I was actually doing that because like... Before I decided to leave tattooing, I was getting back into drag while I was tattooing. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was some people that would come in that knew me only as Wednesday. And actually, one of the last tattoos I did in a shop was a tattoo of Wednesday on somebody. <laughs> I was just going to ask you if somebody, yeah. had, you know, had been like, hey, tattoo yourself on me, please. Yep. Was, was that a strange experience, tattooing yourself on somebody? It was. It was. Um, there's part of me that it didn't feel right to do. <laughs> Um, but I'm like, you know, whatever. Money's money. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, at least you get right. to control your image. That too. That too. I mean, that's yeah. like, you know. I, who, who better knows my face than me, you know? Yeah. Cause <laughs> I've, I've seen many a really just like messed up tattoos of drag queens on other people that, you know, obviously were not done by the, the drag queens in question, but. Oh yeah. You know. I've, yeah. I've seen some of them. Yeah. Did you see the one? Can I say? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, there's this one of Bob the Drag Queen as the Boy Scout or Madonna's Boy Scout <gasps> look. No. 
Oh, God, it's wretched. It's so bad. It's so bad. <gasps> I saw one of Sharon Needles that made her look like the mask from Scream, but not, <laughs> but not on purpose. <laughs> not intentionally, yeah. Because yeah. it, was, it was her promo look for season four. And for, oh, okay. so, you know how she has that, like, dome hair kind of? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it it there was no... It, it was like her hair went flat and her face just like grew. It was, it was just very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. But you Mm -hmm. know, yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I just found the picture of the Bob the Drag Queen tattoo. Did Did you you really? really? (laughs) The tattoo makes him look like a Muppet. Um, (gasps) Oh, that's racist. I actually, yeah, I I actually just worked with Bob recently and he, he brought it up even how bad it was. Yeah, that seems like. Why does he look like a cross between Aunt Jemima and Whoopi Goldberg? Uh, oh, with him. yeah, that's rough. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so with the the tattoos that you have, are are you? Did you have a hand in 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 the the drawing of all of them, the ones that are on your body? No, no. I like. I mean, I like to like you know go to an artist and have them do their thing. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm going to go to an artist because I like their style. So like, I'm just going to trust them. Like. You know, a lot of them my friend, are my friends, too, that have done the tattoos. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, do your thing, you know? Here's my concept. Have fun with it. And that's, I think, I mean, that's the way I like people that approach me about tattoos. Like, I, ideally, they're coming to me because they like my work. Um, so they, they're going to let me, you know, do my thing with it. Well, yeah, if you have, you know, if at, the, at this point you have uh, previous clients that are like, I will not get tattooed by anybody but you. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, that's a sign of talent, you know? Yeah. It's very um, nice. Yeah. Um, so, at what point does your um, your work with the FX, like the special effects makeup, where does that? Mm-hmm. At what point does that come into focus? Okay. I guess. Um, yeah, that was when I started like living in Rochester, and I was I was a bar back at a bar called Murphy's Law here. That ugh, it's awful now, but um, <laughs> yikes! It was always awful, but um. Well, you know, it's Murphy's Law. Anyway. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Isn't right? Murphy's Law? <laughs> Everything, anything that could go wrong would, well, does go wrong. That's exactly. What wow. Yeah. What a curse. Anyway. Bar. Wow. Right. <laughs> so I was a bar back and making some cute money. So I had a lot of extra time. So because uh, I was only working like three, four days a week. Uh, so I was experimenting with special effects makeup, like zombie stuff, like I said. And, mm-hmm. um, and then there was a, I had done drag once in Rochester at this club called Mother's. We're actually uh, like Kasha Davis, Darian Lake, Pandora Box, Aggie Dune, and, and Brocha Salad all got their like start at this place. Right. Um, I performed there once and then it unfortunately closed down. And then uh, there was a pageant that was open. It was the first time this pageant was doing its thing and it was called the M- Miss Queen of Horror pageant. Um, so I'm like, oh, here's my thing. Here's, I can do this. And right. um, the, the categories were like, um, there was talent, dead celebrity, and. Uh, what was it? Maybe like zombie or something. It might have been zombie. I love um, dead celebrity. Yes, and like, I did <laughs> as a category. I, yeah, isn't that fun? Amazing. That's really cool. Can you guess who I did? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I don't know. My guess is Marilyn Monroe, but mm-hmm. I'm, okay. I'm probably way off. I don't know You're why. Wrong. Immediately, what came to mind was was Elizabeth Taylor, and I don't know okay. why, but I'm probably wrong too. Marilyn Monroe is closer because it's a pretty blonde, but the age difference is way uh, way different. Did you do Mae West? Intent. No, young. Think younger. Way younger. Way younger. way 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 way. way Jane Mansfield. No, nope, in the 90s. Died in the nineties. <gasps> oh, and Nicole, and Nicole Smith. Smith? 
Nope. Oh, oh. shit. Okay, we're right way younger. Oh, way younger. Pamela and no, she's not dead. Way younger. Way younger. <laughs> way younger than her than who who died a or death? got murdered. Who was murdered? Oh shit. Wait, she was murdered in the nineties. Yes. Oh. Now I'm forgetting her name. That's why I'm dragging the song. <laughs> Wait, um, did you do John Benet Ramsey? Yes, yes, I did. Oh my god. <laughs> and I I had this like gross like vintage pink dress and i came out like <gasps> walking on my knees um to be short and then i had like strangled bruise marks around my neck with a oh. sash on oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> and then um but yeah i won i won that pageant i i hope uh, so yeah right yep yeah. mm-hmm. oh my god so that yeah and so i didn't for the zombie category i like i don't know how i did this but like i actually don't remember how but i somehow put on full prosthetic zombie makeup in the dressing room in between acts and came out with that and one and one with it shit have you ever looked back like look through the the, some of the looks you've done over the years and been like i want to recreate this and then like Mm -hmm. but you're just like i don't even know where to start even though i've already done it no i wouldn't no i I totally wouldn't know because i just redo it you know right i think i feel like i've done that before actually Hmm. because i was like yeah, because I have everything documented on my old MacBook on like photo. What is it called? Photo booth. Oh yeah. yeah. So I have every little shitty look I did back then documented still. Uh, <laughs> it's so smart to like keep that like archive, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of girls don't, you know, like they're like photos on Instagram and stuff, but they don't have. Yeah, like, they've a, got that. <laughs> yeah, but there's not we, this like every night, you, you know, like every look you've done, every like experiment you've done because that's important as well you know because yeah. it washes away like it's it's not like other you know other art forms where you can just like put it in a folder or, or you know you you like you actually have a photo of something it's just it's so ephemeral you know yeah you um, have to have some kind of documentation of it yeah I, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love when queens you do know, that. It, but you know what? They have Instagram to like, because I see like, you know, newer queens, they're like posting everything they do, wh- mm-hmm. whether, no matter how bad it is or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, holy shit, I'm so glad that back then I did not have an Instagram, so there's not document <laughs> proof of how off I, like I wasn't showing off how off I look. Thank God. Uh, it's just for you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because now these queens are going to look back and be like, Oh my god! I posted that on- online. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Or all of a sudden, it just all disappears. Yeah, like, like... They're, they're like publicly doing their like awkward phase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. God. It's like being a teen. It's like you're like you have to go through to, through that as a teenager, and then you have mm-hmm. to go through that as a baby queen. And I oh, feel like yes. the, since they're getting younger and younger, a lot of it's happening like at the same time for some of yeah. them. Yeah. So it's oh like... right, for real though. Yeah. <sighs> Which is crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy idea seeing some of these super young queens. Like, I wish, like, I couldn't imagine being exposed to, like, things like all this drag and drag race, the drag explosion now at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And, like, you... the queen, the queens that, like, were in, like, you know, middle school or high school while drag race is on and now they're older. Yeah. Like, Aquaria. Aquaria is one of them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I you mean, know what I mean? It was like a, what, what started at the, like, meet and greet that she went to. Yeah. To like meet Sharon Needles. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's kind of nutty because like I grew up, you know, knowing drag through movies and through things that my mom would expose me to. And, and I never, you know, like I didn't even know what Drag Race was after like season one aired. Like it just popped up on logo, uh, like repeats. And I was like, oh, what's this, RuPaul? Like this is really interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's uh it's one of the things we talk about a lot because drag is so like you know it's like born in the dark of a bar and like out of experimentation and it's mm-hmm. not polished or filtered and and you know like yeah eventually you know like you know people end up looking like you which is like polished and beautiful but but like you have a very specific perspective as well mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. it's not um you know the same eyebrow the same lip as everybody else and and that's what i think is kind of getting lost because of this like weird way of consuming drag nowadays is that mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to tell some of the queens apart you know i know and it it com- becomes this whole like um everyone i mean we all do it as queens mm-hmm. and like we bite off each other but they do it like i see too much like biting off each other but blatant like just copying somebody else's thing they do whether it's an eyebrow whether it's you know a certain silhouette or something and i I think a lot of um i think this ties in with something we might talk about later with something that pisses me off (laughs) um the i feel like some a lot of queens don't have the moral of let's be original or at least let's try to be you know not copying someone else or you know what i'm saying or even like, leaving the 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 like the morality element of that out of it, just the ambition of wanting to be different. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So like, why why would you just want to like I see I'll see a, a queen with a look. I'm like, this is literally like Aja or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you, do you not have any dignity about that? Like, yeah. don't you you don't want to be your own person? You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they'll find somebody to make. I don't them, understand that. Yeah, they'll find somebody to make them what they've seen you know or Mm -hmm. or they'll just like sit there with a photo and copy it and it's like you know if this were like journalism or a book like (laughs) this would be called plagiarism girl like sued yeah you know and 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 the thing is that sometimes what i don't like is that it makes me confused because there's sometimes i'll see like a baby queen or some random person and i'm like oh my god that's my friend oh wait no that's not like why like (laughs) you know and it's like you have to be I understand being inspired and like biting off of one another because like, you know, you may see a girl who has a similar like face shape as you. And so you're like, oh, like that worked for her. Let me try a version of that. That suits my face. Exactly. You know? yeah. if you, I mean, yeah, we all see things we like. I do it too. Like I'm always, you know, like say on Instagram, uh, what's the, the, the saving, the bookmarking things mm-hmm. I like, but yeah, I'll see something I like and like tweak it and make it my own thing, you know? Yeah. And also have that filter in my head at all times. Like, does this look too much like, Mm -hmm. you know, so-and-so, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, you, for example, you should only look like Miss Fame if she painted you to look like her. I mean, thankfully, a lot of girls can't do what she does for whatever reason. It doesn't, like, work out so well for them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she she happens to have a perfect, beautiful face as a boy anyway, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, things like that where it's like it, drag is not about creating clones, right. you know, it, it's about mm-hmm. being like individual and, and like, I, I guess carving out your own niche. Yes, Robert. I was going to say, I think drag wasn't about creating clones. Well, rather, but it's drag, maybe a little bit about yeah, that now. Drag should not be because, I feel like a lot of queens are like, oh my god, I want to be on this show, and that's and that's where it starts and ends. And they and they see what's on the show and like, oh, that's what that's what's going to get me on that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, I think, I mean, I also believe that, like, you know, like what's the term? Um, The cream will rise to the top. Yes. Oh yeah. I was going to say they're going to they're going to run out of gas eventually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're sitting there just emulating someone else, almost like brain dead, like. You're not going to get anywhere. It's going to get boring very quickly. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, well, I mean, maybe not with the way they're, I mean, well, casting Drag Race these days. But um, yeah, I mean, yes. y- y- you know, you may you may make it to top three. You never know. Yeah. So. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with with the special effects makeup, did you did you like did you go to school to learn, or this was just like experimenting? Um, no, I actually um, I went to in high school. The last two years of high school, I went to BOCES and I took uh, graphic design classes. Okay. So I'd like spend half the day in high school and the other half in BOCES. And one day for my second year, we had um, a, a, a previous student that went to BOCES there mm-hmm. come in who actually went to the, I believe, the Tom Savini School of Special Fix Makeup. Okay. And he gave us like a demonstration and some tips on some stuff. And that's where I'm like, holy shit, this is so fun. And I took what I learned with just from that little, you know, lesson he gave us. Um, that's, I mean, that's not school or anything, but no, I did not go to school for special effects makeup art. <laughs> that's really, I mean, I think that's really cool that you were able to take something that you learned in high school and, and still like be able to use it as well as you did when you first learned it. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was mostly just experimenting. Um, and I've always like, um, I've always been into creating things and like figuring out how to make something work with having nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I still look like when I was really little, I looked through my mom's like, the, the, do you remember those catalogs that came in? It was like in the mail and they were like catalogs of just like crap, like oh. novelty stuff. Like and, Finger like, Hut? Made probably. Yeah. Probably like that. And I remember seeing like this like water fountain thing and I'm like, I want that so bad. So I tried making out <laughs> of, making it out of like, toilet paper tubes and like a, a pot and water it didn't work but oh my god <laughs> like stuff like that you know like yeah working with what i had you know or didn't have yeah to make something creating something i mean that's the magic of drag is yeah creating yeah. something out of nothing i love it and i still do that like i can make you know or or trying to make i should say uh trying to make something look expensive and glamorous when it's really just cardboard and you know like dental floss yeah is there a look that you've done so far that you're it's like your proudest moment like that where you we took something and transformed it to the point where it's like unrecognizable um yeah um actually the um did you guys see the it was the final halloween look i posted of it was inspired by vlad the impaler but i called it vladis like the female version i did yeah yeah i I made that I don't actually, think I've that? seen this, but I will look it up. I actually made that a couple of years ago, and it was for like um, it's gone through two incarnations. Is that the right word? I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, incarnations. Okay, because um, I used it for like because I, when I was a, involved with painting, because I'm I do oil painting. Um, I was making my own references, and I made this like shoulder piece for my model because I would take my own reference photos, and then from there I'd, I'm like, why don't I just make this into a drag look? And from and I made it out of like um, cardboard and like glitter and hand painted things and it's really a cardboard piece of shit. But when it's all put together, it's not bad. It looks all right, you know. Oh, that look oh, is that. amazing. And I'm very, I'm very, it's very, I'm very proud of that one. And I've I've had it for like two years, saving it for a special occasion. And uh, I finally decided to you know share it with the world this Halloween. I love it, and I I love the um, I love that like you went back to like. I guess before Dracula, right? Because that the Vlad yes. Taylor is the inspiration for mm-hmm. Dracula. Correct. Yeah, he yeah. Bram's he inspired Bram Stoker's character of Dracula. Yeah. Right. Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. That's phenomenal. 
A little history lesson for the children. Mm. I mean, and she does look expensive and glamorous and not like cardboard at all. Right? Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I've been, I think I, I almost wore it to New York City Drag Con and I was going to wear it on the third day on Sunday. And I was so hesitant because I'm like, am I, is this going to look like cardboard? Like, am I going to look cheap? I was so, I ended up not making it because I was far too hungover to go to the third day of Drag Con <laughs> in New York. But um, I might wear it in LA this year oh you show that'd be so exciting yeah it's yeah. a gorgeous look it's so it's just so perfect cool oh, thank you amazing thank you. Um, we're gonna take another break and then okay. um we're gonna come back and do attitude and gratitude yeah. all right sounds good so stick around we'll be right back today's episode is brought to you by quip an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine the simple secret to great oral health is good technique consistent brushing and regular upkeep do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. And we're back. We're still here with Wednesday Westwood. And before right. we move on to our attitude and gratitude portion, we have two other little things that we wanted to cover with you. Okay. The first being your uh, Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Ooh. Penguin Illusion, which is yes. one of the most disgusting and beautiful drag looks we've ever seen and which we love <sighs> because our friend David shot you in it. And yes. that was actually the first yeah. time that we heard about you. So. Awesome. Tell us about how you, you know, turned, created Miss Cobblepot, basically. All right. Like, like many a gay boy, I've been obsessed with um, Batman Returns since mm-hmm. a chi- I was a child. Like, um, like yep. I mentioned earlier, I love Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. And Batman Returns is one of my top three favorite movies ever in the world. Uh-huh. Love same, it. Same. <laughs> and I've had that fantasy of like, I want to be fucking Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer version. Uh, um, like, and to the point where like when I was little boy, like I tried, attempted to make my own Catwoman costume out of a black garbage bag and tape. Didn't work. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, did not amazing. work. Fully did not work. Um, so I, I still want to do a Catwoman look, but I'm like, it's been done 5,000 times. Mm. So I thought, wait a second, let's do Penguin. I've never seen that. Let's do a female Penguin version, a character I equally love so much um so yeah it's been a lot um it's actually one of my favorite numbers i do it's still like i've done it so many times but mm-hmm. i still love to do it it's, it's a lot of fun it's so good it's just really like it it it's it has like the right balance of like like being decrepit but also you know like this is somebody who's like fallen from mm-hmm. some sort of grace it's just it's very... some sort of grace yeah, yeah so, i mean you know <laughs> yeah. i mean like because even though like he was like in the sewer and all of that you still knew that he came from wealth because somehow yeah. he managed to gather like this finery somehow yeah. you know even though mm-hmm. it was like torn and like you know rotten and all of that and i think that again this... you know like like we were talking about uh earlier you know taking a reference and then kind of twisting it and and mm-hmm. you know making it your own i think is something that's quite complicated specifically when you're dealing with a character as iconic as the penguin and i think you right. really like it, it becomes its own thing 
when you do it. Yeah. Like it's no longer just that, you know, the penguin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I used to be like, when I started drag, I was really into like, when I did a character, I was like, I want to nail it. I want to be an exact mm-hmm. replica of this character. But then m- these days I'm like, no, that's boring me. Like let's, yeah. let's recreate the character in my own way. Mm-hmm. And that's, I actually did that with Poison Ivy for Dragon, New York City. Oh, we saw, I saw you running around in the oh, costume. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yes. I didn't yeah. know it was you, but I was yeah, like, good. who is that? And then I saw the photos and I was like, oh, I wish I got up and said hello. Because it was yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. That was fun, too. That took me a long time to put together. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the, with, with the, uh, have you seen any videos of the performance of the Penguin number? Yes. Yes, cool. we have. It's... So, yeah, I do that, the number, um... It's funny because the number I, the song I do with it is um, called When I Rule the World mm-hmm. by, what's her name again? Um, oh, God, Liz. I, I don't know her besides doing this number. Um, but it's like such a poppy, energetic, like mm-hmm. bubbly song. And I love the, the juxtaposition of that bubbly, poppy song with Gross Penguin. Yeah. And I mean, then I have it's like so his good. dialogue spliced with it, you know? What yeah. Mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's so, um, it's just, it's so well done. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, so now we talked about the penguin. <laughs> that was uh, the first time I met Pissy Miles, actually, because she came really? for the photo shoot. Yeah. Oh my. And I God. love like we're good friends now. I fucking <sighs> love her to pieces, and David, of course. We love Pissy. I love those two. Yeah. Uh, we, we met her during. <laughs> she was episode sixty-four of the podcast, and we're on three hundred and sixty something. Wow, I've certainly listened to. A lot of I listen to hers <laughs> and a lot of the other episodes. Definitely, she's awesome. She's a very he's, uh, good he's actually of. the only guest at my show that I've had twice. Oh, yeah, Look at that. she's great. Rochester loves her. Yeah, she's she's awesome. We mm-hmm. we absolutely adore Pissy and yeah. David. They're Damn. both very close friends of ours. Um, yeah. Actually, at LA DragCon, I um, stayed with her and Cherry. Um, uh huh. Because I, when I go to LA DragCon, me, Darian, and Kasha get an Airbnb, but they left early, and I want to stay in LA longer, so I stayed the last two nights with uh, Pissy and Sherry at their hotel room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like met up with them. We went to Ham- Hamburger, Hamburger Mary's, had a bite to eat, got a l- Uber to the hotel. We walked out of the Uber. We're in the in the elevator going up to their room, and I'm like, panic hit me, and I went to my knees. I left my phone in the Uber. Oh no. Yep. So I like went into full panic mode and i like took two sleeping pills and drank whatever little alcohol i get my hands on and passed out in the corner of the floor that night with no phone oh my god it was awful <laughs> i got my phone back the next day but yeah, oh that's but good that's not they got they got to endure me losing my mind yeah. <laughs> over my phone you were in good company I felt though so bad. i was thank god but i felt bad like bringing that negative energy to their you know oh my god. safe space in la <laughs> Well, you know, it's drag con. I mean, it's yeah, you know, something's got to go wrong. Something's yeah, um, if you know, if it doesn't, it's not. It's not uh, going. It's not right. drag. It's not yeah. Murphy's law. It's not drag. It's yeah, Murphy's right. law. Murphy's like law. <laughs> drag, literally, is Murphy's law. That's mm-hmm. I, I feel like because Lord knows things come undone, they fall down. Uh, anyway, every time. Um, and so the last question we wanted to ask you before we move on to our attitude and gratitude part is, um, what do you feel is the key to longevity? in the drag community having been you know under the wig for so long and also you know kind of done so many different things related to it how how do you keep on going essentially i think the number one thing is you have to have like the true passion for it Mm -hmm. because it's not you can't do drag and do drag well and for a long time unless you absolutely love it and it's a passion 
Um, you also have to keep, I think you have to keep challenging yourself. Mm. You have to push yourself out of your own comfort zones. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's a huge thing, pushing yourself out of comfort zones. Because if, like, I know, I mean, you know, we've all seen the queens that just stay in their own little bubbles and just like don't grow and like they get stagnant and then they get miserable and then they end up loathing drag. Yeah. yeah. And then if you don't, um, like, if I hadn't pushed myself in my, like, out of my comfort zones, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today, you know? Is there something specific um, that you do to continue pushing yourself out of your box, like out of your comfort zone? Um, I'm super hard on myself. I'm cruel and mean to myself <laughs> when I, you know, like, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I think I'm actually, I remain, I think my harshest critic. Um, yeah. And like, like no one, anyone says to me or about me affects me because whatever you're saying to me, I'm going to say 10 times worse to myself. Right. And I'm going to try to like, you know, tell myself fuck you and do better yeah um but yeah i think an important thing is pushing yourself out of your own comfort zone and i like i did that for um i had never hosted a show before and then i got presented with the opportunity to do my own show at this bar here in rochester called lux lounge and i was has super hesitant about doing it one because i've never hosted a show and i'm just like i don't know if it'll work and i was and I accepted it and we ended up doing the show and I like the whole week before I was anxiety ridden. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I can't do this. And then flash forward to like a year and a half later and it's like a super successful show and I'm doing very well at doing it. So, but I just forced myself to do something I was super uncomfortable doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times the only way out is through and you know, yeah, sounds stupid, absolutely. But, you know, you have to, even if it's terrible, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, love um, that. I think it's so, yeah. it's like such a simple but effective. It's true, though. Like, it's true. Way to do things, you know? And especially another thing to longevity is, you know, like like you mentioned earlier, like having a niche mm -hmm. and like sticking, staying very true to yourself, I think is, it's, it's another simple cliche thing to say, but it's like very, very true. Yeah. And because it's, it might not seem like it at first. If you're doing what you believe and what you want to do, what you have a passion for, what is very you and being yourself, eventually, if not right away, it will shine through and people will pick up on that. They will see that and they will respond to that positively. Yeah. yeah. And somebody always wants to book somebody who can do something specific and not necessarily, yeah. you know, carbon copy number five. Exactly. Like, I think. There's, there's so many people already doing like X, Y, and Z, say, mm -hmm. for example, like, I respect the hell out of a girl that can do a death drop. That's awesome. I can't do it. But um, I'm not going to, because I have, you know, stressed myself about not being able to do something like that. But mm -hmm. guess what? There's 15,000 other girls that can do that. Mm -hmm. right? You're okay with doing this one. Th like, especially like if you have like, if you're doing a show and you know what kind of girls are performing that show, it's like almost in like um, instinctual to be like, oh, I should do like a number like th these other girls are going to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. everyone's going to do like, super poppy dance stuff like oh maybe i should lean to that side but they're already you gotta remind yourself they're already doing that yeah, yeah. do do what you want to do because people want to see variety yeah. so do it you know what i mean absolutely mm -hmm. so with that we're going to transition into attitude and gratitude okay. um, and we are we are going to you can so you can either go first or last <laughs> i'll go last You'll Closing the show, I'll go last. Love yes. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first, Robert? Happy to be opening for Wednesday West to Westbrook. <laughs> um. <laughs> she has openers, darling. 
Um, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so my attitude is not really to anything new or anything that I've fought, you know, that I've never fought before. It's to uh, depression and anxiety. For some reason, I'm experiencing a little bit of a flare up at the moment and I'm not enjoying it. And, um, it's the weather. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah. You know, it's, it's so, I, I try to convince myself that I'm like, I, I'm, I'm interested in this dark, cold weather, and this is fun, and I love blankets, but it's not true. I just don't. No. Your body <laughs> doesn't like it. No. I fully, fully am, have that seasonal depression mm-hmm. shit. Not cute. Yeah. yeah. It it hits mm-hmm. me rough, and I'm on, I'm on enough pills for that on a daily basis, so when winter <laughs> hits, I'm just like, oh, uh, shit. It's so rough. Like, what do I do for the next six months? Because, like... You know, my medicines are good at, like, controlling, you know, the anxiety and depression during, like, the daylight months. But in right. the winter, it's just, it's terrible. Like, yes, it is, yes, it's same. so bad. And, like, um, Rochester's, Rochester's really cute. But, like, in the summer, I mean, in the winter, it's not, yeah. not cute at all. So even when you guys, you guys live in, in, Queens, in the city. Yeah. Right. So even living in the city, it doesn't help your, well, the, in the I winter, mean, like, the you mean like the lights, like just there being yeah, lights and stuff? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about moving to the city. And I'm... I mean, it does. Like, it's not pitch black, obviously. Like, you can't right. see out your windows. So there's not that, like, um, uh, I just isolation, I guess, that can right. happen. Yeah, so that's the thing. I feel like it's more alive. So yeah. Because like, in here in Rochester, it's, it just feels so dead in the winter. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it does help, but it's still, like... You feel rushed because it's like, oh, my God, the day's like over because it's dark. So it's like you're it takes me a good like three months to ease into the fact that like, oh, OK, it's like it's five o'clock and it's pitch black. But like the day's not over. Like I, I right. still have time, you know. And so mm-hmm. so that's like what it is for me personally, yeah. you know. And, the, and then by like January, I'm like, OK, like it's it's icky and it's slushy like winter. You can go away now. But I have a, a little bit of a better handle on it but it, it's a little rough sometimes yeah yeah definitely. i i think i think if we so because we have day jobs we don't really go out and see drag you know like on a tuesday or a wednesday uh-huh. um you know because we would then be sacrificing sleep for watching a drag show which like we used to be able to do but now we you know we're basically zombies the next day oh, the days when three right. hours of sleep was yeah. just enough so i yeah. think <laughs> yes right God. i think mm-hmm. that when i think that when we used to engage more with nightlife we wouldn't notice the seasonal effectiveness we disorder because because night okay. nighttime <laughs> was when the glamour would happen and when we would have fun right. with all these people and because we're choosing to stay in it's affecting it's at least affecting me i mm-hmm. like um so there's that and i found so my gratitude normally when i'm feeling sad i watch lady bunny videos but lately i've been <laughs> and i don't know what this says about this person but i've been watching um super cuts of the best moments of cardi b on love and hip hop okay that's just right. where i'm at or that, I that's watch, your, that's your comfort zone yeah that's my comfort like, zone right now okay wow um or I watch uh, the video of her uh, clapping back at Nicki Minaj because I just enjoy wow. it. I just enjoy it. I, 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 I just like as soon as fall hit, I sunk into this like I'm watching Golden Girls 24-7, nothing else uh, as background noise as, as anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm cooking. I'm cooking and baking now. 
I'm like nesting right now. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a very good way to help with all that. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of cooking, I'm gonna start with my gratitude because okay. it just you know came out of that is that i just i have to just give thanks to our friends because and it sounds corny and saccharine and all that bullshit but there does there, there is something to be said about like organizing a if, if not weekly but like monthly like sunday dinner with like okay. friends and i love cooking yes. so like yesterday we we it just you know in, invited two friends over that we hadn't seen in a while and we were cooking all day and you know just shared food and stories and watch silly YouTube videos of when we were all much younger and used to go out, mm-hmm. all, you know, to, to all the drag shows. And it was just really nice. And it really, um, for me, put a little bit of that uh, kind of winter sadness away and the like Sunday yeah. blues away. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's what I'm grateful for are like friends who, you know, making time for your friends and having them make time for you, I think is, is very important, especially that's... like when mm-hmm. You know, if you're like people who have, you know, be at day jobs or you're working at night or, you know, where time is precious. So it's, yes. I think it's very special to share some of that time with the people that yes. you care for. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's something I've been like trying to remind myself more because mm-hmm. I get so, um, like in this whole obsession with like, okay, I got to make this, this, like, mm-hmm. like working on shit for drag. And I got to remind myself, like, hey, make time for the people that you love and your friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Have people over, you know, have a night of not working on something mm-hmm. yeah. and have friends over, you know, yeah. I got to do that way more. Yeah, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and my attitude just goes to micromanaging. I'm like, <sighs> I experience it occasionally and I really fucking hate it. It's like, if I'm going to, you're saying thing, you're a micromanager. Uh, well, here's the thing. When I get okay. micromanaged, I turn into one oh. in other aspects of my life, which mm-hmm. means that things in our apartment go missing because I clean and I, <laughs> organize them and then robert who gets home like an hour and a half before me can't find anything sometimes and, and he so, gets frustrated right of course or that's, oh, that's yeah. me- oh, or i God, come that's- i come home from being micromanaged and i'm like just a, an insight into her personal life i'm like why was that not done and i'm like hold on a minute really back in right because it's like you know when you're feeling micromanaged and like control is being taken away from you it, it can very easily turn into you wanting to gain that control in some other arena um and i don't really drink so i'm not going to go out and have a cocktail after work to wind down i will come home and clean to 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 like oh uh, my god you're my partner you're Mm -hmm. my partner yeah there you go you see it's like like if i'm I'm angry i clean if i'm stressed i clean because i'm imposing order and control in some aspect of my life so micromanaging Mm -hmm. sucks and people should not do that and just trust Yes. Including no, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly uh, bitching at my partner about, you know, like uh, mo- cleaning and moving things prematurely. I'm like, I put this here for a reason. I don't know where it is now. You know? Oh, my God. We should start a support group. Right. Oh, my God. The number o- of fights OCD we've partners had. anonymous. Yeah. yeah the number right? of fights we've had of like, I left that out on purpose so that I'd see it. I wouldn't forget to do whatever that was. Like, Wait, is, is, is one of you two the messy one and one of the... Are you the messy one? Oh, totally. Oh, totally. And, and you're I'm, the OCD one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what me and Paul, my partner, are. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the I'm the messy one. In case I, you're gonna, I'm like, put we, that together. We do drag, but it has to be organized. 
Okay. Yeah, yep. which mm-hmm. they do not. That does not go hand in hand. <laughs> right. Um, I've somehow made it happen, but if there's a project happening, it's just, you know, it, right. it gets it I gets will very say, messy. I will say your cleanliness is... Uh, I, almost, I almost said transphobic. Look at me. Your cleanliness... <laughs> that's that's, not, what, that's yeah. not even close to what I was going to say. Your cleanliness is... Um, it's contagious mm. because I will see you cleaning something and be like, all right, fine. That was my next question is yeah. if his cleanliness has rubbed off on you because it has for me, for me and my partner. Mm-hmm. So I'm very slow to clean things, but I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Same. same. <laughs> I li- my method is like, I like to think, I like to do things in like uh, clumps. Like I like to let the whole mess like build up and they just like clean everything in one go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. like to wait until I have the least amount of time possible to do it and do it then. <laughs> right. That's my favorite. Like, like before a show or before an event, you know? <laughs> well, for me, the the whole like, you know, countdown clock moment is I work from home on Fridays and Daniel will leave me, you know, like a, what, what do they call that? Honey-do a list? Honey-do list. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. list. And so I'll be like, oh, wow. Okay, I so. Oof. I don't leave a list. At, you don't leave a list. <laughs> you don't leave a list, but there's at least three things every Friday that I'm like, okay, I have to take care of those things because he asked me to do them before he left for work. And um, <laughs> making me sound like a 1950s husband. No, no, no. Yeah. It, but it's totally, it's, it's not that because I understand that like this is the balance of power, not the balance of power. Okay, Look at me. now you're just I'm like. Ter- I'm totally making it sound like something it isn't. Are you are you dating Hitler? Like, <laughs> I, Right, like practically like, like send photos of the bruises. Oh my God. No, but like this is the balance in this. That's the balance in this apartment is that like you'll ask me to do something on Friday yeah. and I have the time to do it i just wait mm-hmm. to the last minute to do it it's how we divvy it up <laughs> exactly and so no, i'm just like I'll, I'll i have to get it out of the way do that too like yeah. okay i know he wants the dishes done so i'm gonna oh what time is he at home okay i'm gonna do them real quick right before he gets home exactly i'm like <laughs> he usually leaves work at 6 30 so if i start at 6 15 i have it ex- exactly an hour before he gets home and right like, yeah what am i doing what am i doing or i come home and i hit you is that like, yep. Yep. exactly. Yep. I mean, that's good motivation, I will it's say. It's interesting because my partner also micromanages at his job during the day. So he comes home and does it here, too. Oh, <laughs> and I that's what you I, do, right? Yeah. I, no, I wish I got to micromanage. I get micromanaged. Oh, and then, okay, see, yeah, that's, that's the worst part. Because if I were just a micromanager in all aspects of my life, I think I'd be happy as a clam. You know, it's just like everybody yeah. would just do what I want. But it's... um. I, I think micromanaging is toxic and it definitely like if whether you're the micromanager or the micromanage, you know, yeah. it's um it has an effect. It has an effect and I think it's almost yeah. worse if you're the person is being done to because like I said, it, it 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 if you don't have control some in 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 some aspect of your life that you feel like you should have a little bit more, you're gonna, you know, try and get it from somewhere that you don't necessarily need it to need to have control. So yeah, yeah that's my that's my attitude. It's stop, totally stop micromanaging. Everybody, chill. There yeah. we go. I agree. Wednesday, it's your turn. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay, so we got attitude and gratitude. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right, attitude. You know what's been driving me fucking bonkers? Tell us. I wish Ryan Murphy would conclude a, a fucking storyline in his show, American Horror Story. Are you guys watching? Okay, let's talk about <laughs> oh, it. Please. <laughs> I'm just happy the witches are back. Aren't we all? But I think 
I think he finally was like, okay, the only people still watching my show are the gays, so let's make it the gayest mm-hmm. season possible. Yeah. Which is, uh, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thank I'm you. excited for the real American Horror Story to start this week on Wednesday, and that is... The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, um, oh I thought we were already. We, I thought we were already living in American Horror Story with Trump being our president. We are. We went over that with Paul. Yes, yeah. that was last. Remember that was last season. Oh, that was last. Um, no, oh no, no, no I meant it. literally. In real life, yeah. it's still it's still yes, airing. it's still happening. Um, but uh, uh, what I was going to say is, I was not. I was not interested in this season at <gasps> all. Really? Yes. And what sold me on it was when it was the episode, not the most recent one, the one before that one, I think. Or maybe the okay. one, so like two episodes ago, that was okay. the one that like drew me right in. With the heart? Possibly. No, that Possibly. was the last one. It was the one before that. Oh. Okay. It was probably the one before that. But that, that wait, that was the, wasn't that a crossover with Murder House? Yeah, it was when they went to Murder House. That oh, was the yeah, episode that's the that one. changed yeah, it that's for me. Yep, yep, that was yeah. a yeah, that was so episode. good. And yeah. I did not like expect them to uh, conclude uh, Moira, the maid, her storyline. Mm-hmm. But that he actually, you know, eight seasons later, concluded her story. Right. Yeah. Um, and I teared up. I teared up. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, it was I didn't so see sad. that coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought she was going to like kill her mother all over again for some reason. Like that ah, was just a very creepy that would moment. Make sense. Yeah. You know, but um, I feel like when he I, does a heartfelt I, thing, it comes from totally left field. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets you. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm weeping. Absolutely. Like, like the whole like um, the first crossover with and freak show when they went back to asylum with Pepper's storyline and backstory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I wept like a baby during that scene. It was so sad. Ugh. See, when he gets it right, it's really good. Yes, But yes. then it's like, it, it's all these like half or, or, or like unfinished thoughts, unfinished like hallways yes. and stairs and things. And I'm like, yep. girl, stop, like film it, like have it done. Put a bow yes. on it before it starts airing. You know you can do it. Like I'm, and, and it's the reason I'm so glad he didn't like fuck up Pose because... Oh, Pose was amazing. But he also oh. mainly like stayed away from that quite a bit. Like in, yes. in, in, in terms of the control, because I think he understood that he didn't like while he was like manning the ship, so to speak, like he mm-hmm. wasn't tapped into this experience necessarily. Right. And we just finished watching uh The Haunting of, of Hill House on, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you mm-hmm. seen it? Uh my partner Paul's been watching it and I've been like watching periodically when I walk through the living yeah. living room, but <laughs> Um, no, I'm not fully committed to it. That's how Robert was. And I was like, let's yeah. just try it. And it ended up being really, really good and heartfelt and, and like, you know, all of that stuff. And when we wa- finished watching it, I was like, you know, if Ryan Murphy had gotten his hands on this, it'd be such a shit right? show. I can't. It'd be I... such a mess. I would be a mess. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know? probably would be. Yeah. yeah but, I just um... wish, like, I'm, 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 I'm constantly confused this season mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I've actually rewatched the episode many times over, and I'm still like, wait a minute, if this is A, then that can't be B. Oh, that's but not good. B is, B is some ta- somehow W. I, like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very circuitous, because I think he forgets. Like, it's almost yeah, like, I know, right? It's like, yeah. girl, you are backtracking and in the wrong yeah. direction right now. Like, I'm like, where are we on the timeline mm-hmm. now? And you're introducing other- things like out, like, no, you needed to tell us this then, because that's when it was right. relevant. We've forgotten about that part by now. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that though I'm very happy with this season yes very excited very yes, happy about it I was very I mean I I realized that we spoiled something but hopefully Ooh. hopefully Ooh, sorry, people are guys. caught up but um, uh, there was a 
there was a special appearance on this last episode that really like great job you fucking casting directors that was was great was it a, a specific actor you're talking about yes the leader was of it the just start with the s and end with a b that's right Oh, I was so excited to that see was, her. Oh my god. When when I saw her on the screen, I was like, someone has someone has has reached deep into my brain, into yes. the recesses of my brain. Yes. And just I, I, and found a little scrap of paper and it's just it was written on there. Like genius. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like wondering if she's gonna make an appearance on uh that show that's used to start with R but now starts with C. Uh, Am I being too vague? Uh, yeah, oh, very vague. Too vague. Too vague. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Roseanne. Roseanne. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That that should happen. I think that should, should happen. Maybe. Maybe she got denied. And she's like, whatever. I'm just gonna be the leader of a satanic cult. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I started reading about Satanism when we were watching that episode because I was like, "What's mm-hmm. this about?" Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you could have called me. I could have told you all about it. <laughs> really. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, so with attitude out of the way, what are you grateful for this week? Um, I hate getting cheesy, but I'm about to get very cheesy. Um, I'm just grateful for the support I have to, with what I'm doing now. Um, my, my, my boyfriend, Paul, um, has adjusted to my you know, very abrupt uh, changes in career very smoothly. Um, in fact, he let me take over. He let me change our living room into my drag room and move wow. the living room into what used to be the dining room. Like, like I have like three spaces in our household dedicated to drag, and he's like okay with it. Wow, you know oh, what I mean? That's low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as far as like other people supporting me, like uh, K- Kasha Davis has actually been. She lives here. Mm-hmm. She has been probably the best support I've had throughout this whole process. And she was the, you know, rooting me on and like telling me you can, you can do this, that, and that. Um, yeah. When it, like a, a lot of other people weren't, she's been awesome. She's, she really is like that motherly type. Oh, 110%. She's great. I'm so glad to hear that. I love Kasha so much. She's yeah. like my, like when I think of like a, like a really classic drag queen, that's what I think of, you know, like, yeah. is, is her, Absolutely. it's just, it's like, it's just all there. Yeah. So, you know, and, what and better... all she have is pos- she all she has is positivity to the point where it's like nauseating. <laughs> I know. She's so positive. I know. She's just always so like, you know, and whether whether it's there or not or whatever, it's just she's she makes people happy. Yeah. And I don't even mm-hmm. really know her. Like I've just met her a few times and she just has always left me with this like like lightness. Yeah. I think. Has she ever done uh, your podcast? Yes. Yeah, we have. I thought on. so. I thought she. I, I she had was a memory lovely. Of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I listened to it. Yeah. She's also just so damn gracious. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I I think that's missing a lot these days yeah. in in many mm-hmm. areas. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. absolutely. Another thing is like I'm I've been um as you guys may know I've been like uh, working in Brooklyn a lot more mm-hmm. over the yeah. past year and just who I can like my Brooklyn sisters I just. I love them so much. I wouldn't, I like, I go, when I, every time I go to Brooklyn, uh, for, you know, a work trip, I come back totally, like, my soul is like rejuvenated mm-hmm. and I feel so much better. I love them so fucking much. They, I, I feel so at home when I'm there in Brooklyn with them. Oh, and, uh, great. yeah, it's which is one of, one of the reasons I'm thinking about moving to Brooklyn. But Ooh. it's a big leap to make. Yes. Big yeah. leap to make. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I, you know, we, we would be lucky to have you. We would be lucky to have yeah. you. We hope that oh, you become thank a you. by by city, maybe. But you know, like you have your little oh. con- you know house in the in upstate in the country, and then you also mm-hmm. have your little pied terre here in New York. That would be awesome. Um, yes, that's the goal. That's right? The goal. Have your cake and yeah. eat it too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with that, on that note, thank you mm-hmm. so much for being our guest Wednesday. We really. Oh my god, it was a pleasure. It. Uh, you were. So much fun to talk to through all the, the, Thank you. the creepy and the pretty. Um, <laughs> yes. So we would on love... brand. I'm being on brand. Right? There you go. On brand. It's, it's that B word. It is right. like, you know, what's drag? Brand. Um, so why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and what like gigs and cool projects you have coming up? Okie doke. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at uh, Wednesday <sighs> underscore Westwood. You can find me on Twitter on uh, at uh, Wednesday underscore says. In Facebook under, I don't know, Wednesday Westwood, to search it. Um, and I'm telling you what other things I have coming up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, let's see here. On Friday, November 16th, we, we're we having Thorgy Thor here in Rochester. And it will be at the, um, what is it called? Uh, Photo City Improv. And then Saturday, this November 17th, we'll be at Rain Lounge with also Thorgy Thor and Ragamuffin. Oh, another Brooklyn really? sister I love. Yeah. Um, I've had her on my show too. Uh, my my monthly show is called the What the Frost Fridays at Lux Lounge. <laughs> and the address the address is six 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 South Ave. No lie. Wow. wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, um. And our next one is Black Friday, the twenty third, and with special guest Candy Muse. <gasps> oh, another mm-hmm. one of our faves. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. A lot of people are excited for that. She's gonna show I'm up naked in the cold. I love it. I'm right. <laughs> She's always naked in the cold. I know. Um, wearing wearing some kind of metal. So it's like you're extra cold. Yeah, she's extra cold. <laughs> extra cold. She wants to make sure she doesn't age. She's yeah. right. She, she, she's uh, using the, the, cry, the body. yeah the cryogenic yeah. method. Yeah. Oh, and also I November eight November eighteenth we have edibles drag brunch. And that is me, Kasha Davis, Darian Lake, and Kiki Velasquez Lord from Buffalo. Um, and that's yeah. a brunch where you do edibles? Uh, I wish. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm already dead for that. So if I did edibles, I would be super dead because <laughs> those brunches are rough, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, also, I'd like to announce, I haven't announced this anywhere, but I'll announce it here. Oh. Um, my monthly show, What the Frock Fridays, has a set cast of Kiki Banana Hammock and Veronica Lays. Love them dearly. Um, unfortunately, um, Kiki Banana Hammock is, you know, uh, moving to San Francisco and having a, a career change, which is great for her. But we're losing her. And in replace of her, um, not that anyone could replace you, Kiki, we are having um, part of the set cast, uh, Minnie Horowitz from Brooklyn. <gasps> yep. And I'm, she, she's like one of my best best drag judies i adore her up and down more than she knows and she's gonna be part of my set cast at what the frock fridays oh once my a month. god spooky toots mm-hmm. yep aka spooky toots yeah it's <laughs> not her name everyone thinks it is but that's just her instagram name but I know, her name is so Minnie Harwood. <laughs> it is so good oh that's she refuses so exciting to change it. yeah i'm so oh congratulations to thank you both. thank you uh where are you Love registered <laughs> <laughs> Neiman Marcus. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Golden Girls reference. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I'm excited for you. So I helped Thorgy with the audio for his mix. Um, and I'm excited for you to see it because it's very silly. Oh, for the show's coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
awesome. Yeah. Yes, I, hope, I can't wait. I've been begging him to send me a video of the whole thing, and I've gotten like little yes. snippets of it. But um, yeah, it's really, yeah. really silly. It's, yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, Raga's, Raga's coming up to, is it the duet number? No, they might do the duet something number. I don't it's know. Something, it's I, something else. That's why Raga's coming up. But yeah, I'm oh. very excited. I love Thorgy. She's been super sweet and supportive to she's me and amazing. i'm so excited she's coming to rochester and syracuse at rain lounge so yeah. it's gonna be a good time yay oh and actually yeah the, doesn't our podcast this podcast come out on the 16th yes it does yes. so it's tonight. that's when so it's tonight yeah. so technically tonight you can see Thorgy thor and me in rochester new york yes don't miss be there. perfect perfect <laughs> um well we're grizzly kiki on everything that means facebook twitter and instagram so be sure to follow us and you can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Oh, and don't forget yes. about Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> so until next time. Bye. bye.